Welcome to Beyond the Field Podcast, your weekly dose of finance, property, and epic people doing epic things powered by the team at Money Empire. Get informed and entertained with the coolest cats in the business. BTF. We're back, baby. We're and back. I have the gurus, the advisors, the one and only Lisa and Camp from Money Empire. How are we? Good. Good. Hello. Good to be here. That was a good intro. I feel like it was Floyd Mayweather's fight, but anyway. <laughs> um, today, we're going to quickly chat around the bank of mum and dad. This has become, I think, quite a big talking point lately, and some figures were released. And I think, Lisa, you had something on those, didn't you, around them being one of the biggest... Fifth biggest lender, I think? Yeah, it came out just, I think, maybe a couple of weeks ago that they are the, in the top five lenders to help their children get onto the property ladder, which is insane. But it's also great if you're, very, if, you know, if you're fortunate to have mum and dad's help. So that number that is stipulated is at $22.6 billion of what has billions and billions and billions. <laughs> Billions. <laughs> okay, Donald. That exactly. <laughs> I need my little red Trump hat. Um, that uh, mums and dads have loaned out to help kids get into the property market. Now I'm guessing probably over half of that is for deposits to help kids, but that's an incredible number. That's a that's huge massive. number. It's um, I've t- took some notes down here. I've got that's based on helping two hundred and eight thousand people. You know. Parents helping their kids. 208,000. 208,000. That is just like unreal. And the average contribution was 108,000. And not all of those parents wanted to be paid back. Wow. I actually wonder how much of that was cash and how much of that was raised debt equity against the parents' homes. Because you think over the last 20 years, the capital growth that's occurred in stages Mm -hmm. in the property market, which is just generic, you know, around 7% in Auckland on average every year. And we're seeing a lot of people that are asset rich, cash poor, especially right here now, inflation, cost of living. Mm. And I guarantee you a lot of that has come from drawn debt equity against the parents' home. I think think so as well. And also last year when the rates were so low, you know, a lot of parents were being like, oh, yes, sweet, the rate's like 2.99 or 2.5, whatever. I'm like, oh, yes, sweet, we can get that on our equity from our home and, you know, lend out to pay the, because it was so cheap to borrow. Agree. And, and you look at these figures, just what I was talking about. In 2002, the average house price in New Zealand was 186000 right? And in 2022, the median house price is 890000 So that's a lot of capital gains mm, yeah. over that time to raise equity from. Yeah, too, right. And I, th- I think the massive problem is obviously, um, you know, when you come to first home buyers and and um, you know wanting to buy a house right you've got good incomes in a lot of cases but the problem is the savings like you just haven't had the time um, you know if you've only been out of school for a few years or you've just finished uni you might be on a really good income but you can't buy a house without a deposit so you know where do you get it from mum and dad come along which is well, yeah put it this way you think if you've been um, working 10 years right and yes your income's good so you start at 20 now you're 30 inside that 10 years um, that house that maybe you had your eye on 10 years ago has actually doubled in value and you can't save enough money to keep up with the market for that yep. deposit you're when you're ready. Chasing. You just can't do you're it. You're just bloody chasing. I mean, yeah. what do they call the fifth one of the world? Compound interest. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't have enough money to compound that quick enough, yep. well, you go backwards. Mm. So oh. it's not surprising to hear this stat. I think I was surprised to hear how they're the New Zealand's fifth biggest lender. Yeah, that was, was, Am that I was right huge. saying that? Yeah. 
Yeah, they were, the f- and it was got here. Um, going back to not all expected to be repaid, it's actually three out of five parents, you know, don't need to be repaid, or only a portion want to be repaid a small amount, and they're essentially, you know, gifting or that's their inheritance per se mm. to go into a property. Can would you say that um, majority of people with you that let's say are a first home buyer that you sit with and talk to? Um, parents are helping out and they're saying look over time we don't expect money to be fed back every month but over time through capital gains if you increase your uh, mortgage on your house and buy us out in lump sums we're happy for it to be paid that way yeah absolutely i mean that's a pretty common case um for a lot of people is where yeah there's an agreement where they when they do sell the house um either you know or there's some uh capital growth then they can top up the loan pay back mum and dad yeah um, I think t- coming back on that though, the bank of mum and dad, it's not always um, known out there. Like we actually deal with a lot of people where you know you sit with them, they say, "Cool, we've got this amount in KiwiSaver and this amount in savings," um, and it's not quite enough. And you say, "Hey, well, you know, have you spoken to mum and dad?" And then the thought, you know, they haven't had the thought, and you know, there they go. Mum and dad can give them twenty grand or thirty grand. Um, again, it's not. Um, not everyone has access to that, but if you do, then you know, may as well make the most of it. Absolutely. Um, Lisa, you're a parent of kids, as in plural. <laughs> How would you go about it over time, you know, and your girls come to you and say, hey, mum, I'm ready to buy a house, mm. but you've got multiples of that, and then all yeah. of a sudden, if you're helping out, like let's say someone helps out with 100 grand here, yeah. you've got to divvy it up and do another hundy over there. So how would you approach something like that if you're a, a mum in that situation? Good question. So obviously I'm in this industry where I'm forward thinking about what I want and where I want to set up myself for my children, purely because of, I guess, the way I was raised and how I became to purchase my first home. Um, And yes, when you've got more than one child, you do have to ensure that, I guess, you're even split with the funds that you're going to, I guess, hand out or gift. My my thing again it's probably not everyone's cup of tea but I personally have you know my goal was to set out if I was going to have children then I'll pre-purchase a home for said child that then when they come to me in that play you know saying hey mum I would like to buy a house can you help me out then I can go ahead and probably potentially sell that house or get a get a top up um, yeah. from my own personal house yeah. to then either gift or lend. Yeah. Um, and then for me, I'm more than happy to, to gift those funds, yeah. knowing that that's kind of where I am at in my own personal stage in life where I'm forward thinking because come when they want to buy a house, shit's going to be through the roof. Yeah. Price is going to be through mm-hmm. the roof. Um, incomes, you know, cost of living, everything like that. You never know what interest rates are happening. Like look at last year, yeah. super low, and now they're bloody hiking up like yeah. no tomorrow. And they all work in cycles, so like I think yeah. with um, cost of living inflation and interest rates and property prices, they all work in cycles, so things in a 10-year cycle will come up and down and you just got to ride through it. You do have to budget for good times, and I think last year a lot of people got caught in the free money, quotation mm. marks, on flying around, that was out there and, and taking advantage of that and any extra money they had, which people did, they were just spending it, retail or... Um, uh, in hospital, whatever, so they weren't really saving for this, yeah. which is a really good lesson as long as people can keep themselves above board, uh, above water. Mm. But Cam, is there a way where parents can win in this? I.e., can they get away with um, investing in a kid and the kid's home without being tied to it and essentially be tax free? 
Yeah, I mean, it depends how you want to look at it, but you know, there might be an agreement between uh, you know the parents and the children who are actually on the title. They've actually got the house um, where you know they put an X amount of money, and if it goes up, um, you know, the capital growth, then they sort of take the percentage from what they've invested in it. So it's yeah. not necessarily, you know, I'll give you a hundred k and you give me a hundred k back five years down the track. It might be like sweet hundred k was X amount percentage of the value of the house. Yeah. You know, in 10 years when you sell or there's enough capital growth for you to top it up, yeah. then you'd pay us back that growth percentage as well. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah a couple of ways you can look at it. Um, I think another point as well is, um, you know, there's no shame in taking the money from your parents. I think a lot of people, especially um, some that I've known sort of from uni days, they, they want to do it on their own. You know, they, I don't want help from mum and dad. I don't want help mm. from mum and dad. Yeah. If you've got the opportunity, just bloody take it yeah. because um, you can pay it back. Hundred percent. Like you're not. It's not like you're just a charity. You know, receiving from the charity. As long as you pay it back, then that's fine. Um, but you know, when you look at the, as we talked about already, the property, proper. You know, the price growth and sort of across one or two years, you're so much better off taking it when you could. You know, at the yeah. start versus two years later, and it's going to be twice as much. You need it borrow from your parents or save yourself. So I agree that yeah. also your parents just want to help if they yeah. are in the position to do so. Your parents just want to help. So like you say, no shame. Mm. Um, I've had multiple clients who are like, oh no, I want to do it myself. But if you need that extra, even if it's $5,000 or $10,000, yeah. and you can pay it back, like, you know, there's no there's no shame in it. And mm. your parents just want to see you get ahead. Yeah. So right. if parents put the earmuffs on right now, what I would say to the kids, <laughs> go in with your parents to a strong, with a strong proposal. Yeah. yeah. Have everything calculated down. Show them the returns if that's going to be, or show them how you're going to mm-hmm. pay them back over time. Because as a parent myself, the worst thing that I would want is someone coming to me really unprepared and showing mm-hmm. me something that that they really don't have any idea mm-hmm. on what they're proposing. Yeah. But if the kid comes with a really strong proposal, I think there's a really good opportunity to actually do something. That's what I yeah. say to some of my first home buyers that you know when, when I'm doing the first meeting with them and say hey do you have the ability to get any gifting or help from family they said yes but we're not too sure and I'm like okay so you're not just catching them out of the blue mm. you know I'll do my figures I can show I can send you a recommendation saying hey this is how much we can potentially get or yep. we can even go get a pre-approval pre-approval subject to an extra 20k or 50k whatever yep. and then you can go to and show your parents that you are um you know, you're real about this, you, you're you keen to do this, you're on the right track, you've come and seen someone like ourselves here at Money Empire, yeah. and, you know, show them that you are ready to do it. And I suppose from a parent's point of view too, they probably see their kids, no matter how old they are, yeah. as being young, and, mm. and, you know, so they look at them and go, oh shit, worst case scenario, I'm going to lose all my money here. Mm-hmm. Go to them with a plan. Yeah. Make sure the plan's watertight, they mm. understand the risks, mm. you understand the risks and then you're okay. Is there anything else you would add to this, guys? I'd say one of the realities is, um, you know, if you've got a couple or even someone on their own, early stage of, stages of their career and they're buying a home um, and, you know, they're buying some money off their parents, reality is in two or three years, they've sort of climbed the ranks and actually, their income has grown by X amount. Um, so they may actually be able to repay their parents within two or three years because they can afford to actually just top up their own loan, yeah. pay back mum and dad. Um, so that you know big chunk that they gave you was only for a very short period of time yeah mm. so I suppose what this tells us is that your parents aren't only there to tell you off but they're also there to help you out yeah totally. so if you listen to this and you think this topic's relevant and you think that you do want some advice I'm sitting in front of two very good-looking people here <laughs> well thank you and that was including <laughs> myself I think but <laughs> apart from that the Money Empire team um, <laughs> a great set of advisors advisors I'm really biased but um, 
I think what they do and how they put it out there is, is the best in the biz. So uh, come chat to us. BTF over. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Field. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your mates or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Field Podcast or send us an email at info at beyondthefield.co.nz. Thanks again and we'll see you all next time.